You can't control what's outside your home, but you can control what comes in. Because Clorox disinfecting wipes kill 99.9% of viruses and bacteria, including COVID-19 virus, when used as directed on hard, non-porous surfaces. So whether it's from dirty doorknobs, dirty shoes, or something else, outside germs won't stand a chance. When it counts, trust Clorox. Kill Pseudomonas, Salmonella, and Influenza virus type A2. Kill SARS-CoV-2 on hard, non-porous surfaces. Use as directed. Welcome, everybody, to the NFL Show on the Grueling Truth Sports Network. The NFL Show is brought to you by Replenishing Care and Technologies at rcandt.com. Also brought to you by Manscaped. Make sure you check out Manscaped. Sam should be getting his box soon. As you can see, I got mine today. I'm ready to go. We got the Manscaped. You get the back of the shirt. Can you read that, Sam? Yeah, I can read it, Ain. I got you, I got you in the small screen, though. It says... Your balls will thank you. So <laughs> so we'll find out if our balls thank us or not. I'm going to try it out later today, and I'll report back tomorrow, Sam. I know you can't wait. So I don't know. It seems kind of scary to shave anything down there with that razor, but we're going to see. But the great thing about Manscaped is you go on to manscaped.com, use the promo code TGT20, which will give you 20% off of your first purchase for Manscaped. So make sure you check that out. Um, also, I want to remind you guys that we've been demonetized by YouTube because they're assholes. But we need to fund the network somehow so you can go over and check out Rockfin, or not Rockfin, but Rockfin also. But you can check out the GoFundMe on the Grilling Truth Sports Network. Make sure you check that out to help us out a little bit there. Um, but Sam, we've got our NFL, your NFL power rankings today, so make sure they don't suck. <laughs> and we're gonna go, they are what they are at this point. Well, we'll see if they suck or not. Let's check them out now and see if they suck. So, we are going to start out number one. We have a change at the top, we have the Tennessee Titans at number one. Is it showing up on the screen, Sam? Yep, it's showing up right now. Titans at number one, Chiefs at number two, Seahawks at number three. Chiefs have one loss, still got them ahead of the Seahawks. I think Seattle's defense is the question there. With Kansas City, the running game, I, I don't know if you can move them to number two or not, but the Tennessee Titans are at number one right now. And with Derrick Henry and Ryan Tannehill, they may have the best offense in the NFL at this moment. And the defense is just good enough with that offense that you've got them at number one. Yeah, I looked at some of the defensive numbers. The Titans are really not that impressive. They're kind of in the middle of the pack in a lot of categories. But right now, that's all they need to be. I mean, they're better than Buffalo. And we talked about the Bills, how their defense has struggled this year so far. And they have the playmakers that they can make, they can create turnovers at any given point in the game. So to me, Tennessee is just enough defensively to complement Ryan Tannehill and Derrick Henry, who have been two top five, if not top three players that are positioned so far this year. All right, then we got Kansas City. We know what they are. They're one of the top teams in the NFL. And the thing that's scary with them now, if they continue to run the ball the way they did in their last game, this team is going to be really hard to beat. And really, right now, when you look at them offensively, they kind of look like the Titans. They've got a running back that's tearing it up. They've got a quarterback that tears it up. So really – Tennessee and Kansas City look a lot alike to me. 
Yeah, remember when they had Kareem Hunt there a couple of years ago, how they were running the ball a little bit more and how that offense was kind of well-rounded? I feel like they're getting back to that area. Where now it's, it's more than just Patrick Mahomes throwing the ball for 500 yards a game. It's him actually having a complete offense. If you're any other team in the AFC, that's got to be a scary thought. Yeah, and I think the thing that's really impressive here is I think last year when we looked at this, it was like Kansas City, maybe Baltimore. But when you looked at the top 10 teams, it seemed like last year the majority of them were NFC teams. That's not the case anymore. And your top four here, you've got three AFC teams. And for the first time since 1978, the Pittsburgh Steelers are undefeated at 5-0. and They look like – I mean, they have one of the best, if not the best, defenses in football. And now offensive, they've got a balanced attack with a big Ben Roethlisberger who is taking care of the ball. Yeah, that's something you haven't seen in quite a while. Big Ben's always been kind of a gunslinger, a little bit of a risk taker. Sometimes holds the ball for a little bit too long. But he's come out this year and I guess their new offensive game plan or wherever he's decided to implement the late stage of his career. I mean, he's going out there. He's taking care of the ball. He's completing efficient passes. And he's setting up his guys to make big plays. And really, we have a couple, like one or two big plays a game, usually they chase Claypool. And that's just enough to put the offense ahead of where the defense is holding other teams to. So the defense, even though they had some issues early on, I still think this is the best defense in the NFL. Now, I'll tell you, it's power rankings. So you can't just go by record. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers are five, four and two, but this is a team that if we just, what we saw is not a fluke and the offense is healthy. The defense is really good. I think they had the best combination of outside linebackers in football. They got a strong defensive front. And this is a team that power ranking wise right now, I would probably put them maybe at number three. I could have seen them going over Pittsburgh. I actually switched them and Pittsburgh back once or twice. While I was making those because they have been so they've been so good at different points in, in during the season. The issue with me is I still look at the Chicago game. I say there's still problems there. Is it still the injuries or what's the real issue there? Is the offensive line that bad at the point that they might have issues against the elite pass rushes in the future? So I'm kind of back and forth with them. I do think this is going to be a top three team eventually. I just wonder that they're still finding their rhythm a little bit. All right, we'll get to the Bears in a second. Number six, the Green Bay Packers. Number seven, the Baltimore Ravens. Eight, the Buffalo Bills. When I look at this, uh, the questions with the Bills have to be Josh Allen's shoulder, if that is a problem right now. That and the defense. Yeah, the defense. I mean, the defense has personnel. They should be more successful than they are right now. Last year, you took the Bills' defense of 2019 and combined it with the offense of 2020. You'd have a top three team. The issue is that the defense has not been effective whatsoever. They've been allowing 30 points per game. That's something we rarely saw last year. On the other hand, Josh Allen was, I mean, start off the year red hot. He was having almost an MVP caliber performance. And in this past two games, things have kind of fallen apart. And there are questions about, is his shoulder hurt? And if it is, that would explain a lot what we've seen from the past two games. All right, number six, you get the Green Bay Packers, who suffered a humiliating loss to the Buccaneers. The one thing I would say about this, it's a road game against Tom Brady. I, I know, I'm not going to read too much into this right now. But this team did look eerily similar to the team last year that went 13-3, and three, and when they played really good teams, had a lot of problems. Yeah, that's why I'm a little bit worried. I still am at six because I don't want to put too much emphasis on the one loss when they've had a couple of good wins. And as always, I put a lot of faith in Aaron Rodgers. My main issue is do they still have – do they have enough offensive weapons? We saw Devontae Adams is a little bit off. And again, that defense, I mean, they gave – you end up giving up over 30 points to Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and Tom Brady didn't even throw for over 200 yards. So I'm kind of wondering what happened if they let Tom Brady cut it loose a little bit more. Would it have been more of a blowout? So I still had questions about that defense. I bought into it early in the year, and I'm kind of backing off now. I think there are more holes here than I anticipated. All right. 
the Baltimore Ravens. This is a team that I, I don't know. I just think quarterback's an issue with this team. I'm the only person that thinks that, I think. But I don't even know it's so much quarterback or just lack of weapons. No, I'm there with you. This doesn't feel like last year's Baltimore Ravens. Last year they felt dominant in the sense that they were going to go out there and they're just going to clobber most teams. They were going to probably win 12 or 13 games. This season, they seem much more vulnerable. I don't know. I, I can't put my finger on exactly what the issue is. They're still scoring, I think, over 30 points per game most of the time. But really, I mean, there are issues here. I feel like this is a much weaker team than what we've seen in the past. And, I mean, I have a bunch of AFC teams ahead of them already on this list, which tells you what I think about Baltimore. They got holes here. I don't know if they're going to be able to turn things around. Yeah, and also with the Pittsburgh Steelers there, defensively, Pittsburgh, I think, is better than Baltimore. And I would take Big Ben over Lamar in a big situation any day right now. Honestly, Pittsburgh's offense actually has probably better weapons than Baltimore's at this point. Unless the Ravens turn around. I think the Ravens actually suffered from losing Marshall Yonda a lot in the offseason. That really affected their offensive line, which I think is having more difficulties run blocking this year than they did in the past. At this point, Pittsburgh's offense is probably better than Baltimore's. All right. This is where I have an issue. You got nine New Orleans, 10 to Rams, 11 to Bears. Now, I know that we've questioned the Bears, but how about this? After watching the Packers and the Buccaneers, maybe the Buccaneers' offensive line was not very good against the Bears because the Bears' defense is that good. And if they are, Nick Foles is not like a top 10 quarterback in the NFL, but he's a guy with a defense that good that can get some things done. I don't know how the Bears sit below the Saints and the Rams here. See, the highest they had – Chicago, when I was doing drafts for this, was number eight. I I still – I can't buy into him. I don't think they have a run game. I think the only offensive weapon they have is Allen Robinson. I understand the defense is very good, but look at the teams that had defense last year that didn't have any offensive game whatsoever. I mean, the Pittsburgh Steelers missed the playoffs when they had the best defense in the NFL. Yeah, but the, thing well, is, the Pittsburgh Steelers had, like, what would be <laughs> named, Duck Hodges or whatever is the quarterback. <laughs> I mean, That's Nick true. has been on a team that won a Super Bowl. Nick Foles is better than a serviceable NFL quarterback. I don't think you can compare him to the Steelers because the other thing is this. I think the Bears defense, every bit is good, but the big difference here is you have a legitimate quarterback. The Bears didn't. If the Bears would have had Nick Foles last year or the Steelers would have had Nick Foles last year, I think you could have got the nine or ten wins and been in the playoffs. So would a better comparison be the Buffalo Bills from last year? Then I know Josh Allen obviously is playing much better this year, but at the time there were some issues with that offense. They weren't scoring a lot of points. So would last year's Bills be a better comparison for this year's Bears? Even if it's a better comparison, you've got them too low then, because the Bears tear the Bills team last year was ten and six and made the playoffs. And without crapping away in overtime a playoff game, they would have won a playoff game. So I think this. I'm not a huge fan of the Bears, um, but I am a fan of Matt Nagy. They've got a really good defense, and they've got a serviceable quarterback. To me, when you look at the Saints, I mean, the Saints probably, if the Saints played the Bears right now, I would pick the Saints to beat them. But if the Bears played the Rams or the Bears played the Bills, i definitely pick them to beat the Rams. So I think you've got to at least have them in the top 10, sitting at 5-1 and one, with maybe the best defense in the NFL. Yeah, I, I think that's understandable. I still went for the known factor of the offenses because the game, the game, you know, the game nowadays is officiated so the offense does better than the defense at this point. So I'm kind of, I always lean a little bit towards the teams with better offenses because that's how the game is played. 
Well, but wait, well, the way the game was played four or five years ago, and you had Denver and Carolina playing a Super Bowl when neither one of them had an offense that could really get out of their own way. They had That's a really good counterpoint there, Mike. I didn't really think about that going into this. Yeah, so, I mean, you can win with defense even now, and I think right now you can win with defense even more because if you have a great defense like the Seahawks had. I mean, the Seahawks, when they had the great defense, they had Marshawn Lynch. They had a really young Russell Wilson, though. That for that Super Bowl they won, they won because the defense was so stout. And remember this, their offense, it wasn't like they were in the top five that year, I don't think. And they beat a Denver team who that year, Denver was predominantly an offensive team that scored a lot of points. You get a couple years later and Denver actually wins the Super Bowl when they have the dominant defense and the offense is just average. It, well, and it'd be a heck of a storyline if the Chicago Bears went out there and won the Super Bowl. Because there's, like I said, I'm still doubting them here, and we're going into Week Seven. Well, I think this. I think what you're missing there is the running back that can finish this. And I do think when you look at that, was it 2015 season that there was no really great offenses because the Patriots, the offensive line was horrible in front of Brady. So when you look at that, I, I still think. Having a great defense, especially when you get to the playoffs where the weather may not be great and the offense could be slowed down just by that, a dominant defense can really make the difference there. Um, 12, the 49ers, I think you're smoking crack. 13, the Raiders. 14, the Colts. 15, the Patriots. Um, the Raiders should be ahead of the 49ers. The Colts should be ahead of the 49ers. The 49ers, to me, they look like absolute crap a couple weeks ago. They still have a lot of injuries. They look great against the Rams, but that's my other thing. They just dominated the Rams, I thought, and you've got them at 12 and the Rams at 10. Yeah, because they've had so many other issues. I mean, you just said you would have the Raiders and Colts have this. Would you have the Rams move down from number 10 all the way down to, like, number 12 or 13? I would actually move the Rams down – I. I would move the Rams down below the Colts. Really? You go that far? Yeah, I think that was a horrible loss they suffered in San Francisco. And once again, who's the best team? They beat the Cowboys. Who else did they beat? Which team, the Rams? Yeah. Uh, let me pull that up right now. I know they had – did they play the – I don't think they played. They played Washington. They beat Washington one week, so that was not a great team. Uh, Dallas, Philadelphia, Washington. Oh, they beat the entire NFC East. Yeah. And their most impressive game was probably coming back from 24 down and losing to the Buffalo Bills. So when I look at that, the Bears I've seen beat the Buccaneers, who I think is a really good team. The 49ers beat the Rams. You know, I've seen the Raiders beat the Saints. So to me, Rams at like 14 or 15 makes more sense. Yeah, I might have overestimated them a little bit based on their personnel. I, I have San Francisco up that high because I think they could pull something off here. They are 3-3. Three and three. Garoppolo looks a lot better. I still think there's too many holes here for them to be a really like a Super Bowl contender. I think they're just good enough that it would be above average in terms of their record this year. All right, number 15, you get the Patriots. I think that's too high. They, they just got basically dominated by the Denver Broncos, Sam. Now, Cleveland's 4-2. and two. They've been dominated by the Steelers and the Ravens. But those are two teams that I think most people think are top six or seven teams. Um, I would actually put the Carolina Panthers ahead of the Browns and the Patriots. Yeah, I was close to that. I mean, they had a bad loss this week, but that was to Chicago. And we already talked about their defense, how good that can be at times. 
So I understand flipping them. These three teams, these four to me right here, well, these three specifically right here, we're all kind of mixed up. I have a little bit of issue with it because I know Cleveland's four and two. Their two losses are against two good teams. I, I just have trouble believing the Browns. That's partially because I've watched them my entire life and I know how terrible they've been. Now I always tend to screw this stuff up. On the other hand, I have trouble ranking Bill Belichick any lower than 15, even if he deserves to rank lower. Just because, like, I grew up in an era where Bill Belichick and the Patriots were the standard and the Cleveland Browns were. All right. Um, number 18, you must have been smoking crack with Hunter Biden because the Philadelphia Eagles, you've got it number 18 ahead of the Arizona Cardinals and the Miami Dolphins. And that's nuts, Sam. I think it's nuts to put them in front of the Texans and the Chargers. Really? Go that far? I think they're definitely better than Texans and Chargers. No, I don't think they would beat the Texans. I think Deshaun Watson would outscore them. I think the Dolphins would beat them right now, and I think the Cardinals would beat them. You can't tell me that if the Cardinals were playing the Eagles this week that you would pick the Eagles. Uh, yeah, you point that. I probably would take the Cardinals if I had to. But really, I, I think they're – I think they'll turn this thing around in Philadelphia. I have a lot of faith I, in them here. They're going to turn this thing around because they're going to play a bunch of other NFC East teams. Talk to me when the Eagles beat a team that's even halfway decent, which they won't have to do in the NFC East. So I agree. They get six or seven wins. They win the division because Carson Wentz is the best quarterback in the league. Doug Peterson is the best coach in the league. And by league, I mean the NFC East in their division. So I think the Eagles will win the division. But I think it's possible the Eagles could win the division and still be ranked out of the top 20. <laughs> I mean, they, they could win with six wins, technically. They could walk away with six or seven wins and still take that division home, which, I mean, yeah. at, that, at that point, do you push the idea of do you just restructure the seeding process for the playoffs at that point? Because no, it is what it is. And right now, okay. only the number one team gets it anyways. But if you win the division, that should be better than being second in your division. I don't care what the record is. It's the way it has been. and It's the way it should always be. It doesn't. No, no, I, I agree with you there. I'm not. I'm not advocating changing court. I'm just asking your opinion. I want to know. Yeah, I want to see the six nine and one Eagles host a home playoff game. <laughs> hey, that that would be fun though. You have to admit that would be kind of fun. Hey, we've seen it happen before with the Seattle Seahawks. They actually won a playoff game that way. Yeah, the beast that beast run by Marshawn Lynch. I mean, that was that was huge. That was yeah. kind of set the tone a little bit for the next decade. All right, number twenty two to Chargers. They should be ahead of the Texans. I think they should be ahead of the Eagles. I mean, the Chargers, they only beat the Bengals, but they've been in every game. They've played halfway decent. And you've got at number 23, the Dallas Cowboys. I don't know that the Dallas Cowboys could beat too many teams ranked below them. They barely beat the Falcons. Yeah, I just don't think they're going to turn the ball over as much as some of the teams below them. I think the other teams are more prone to making mistakes. And they also well, have bad coaches as well. Actually, I think Detroit would beat them. I think Minnesota would beat them. I think Cincinnati will beat them. You think Minnesota with the three turnover, Kirk Cousins wonder is going to go out there and beat the Dallas Cowboys? Yeah, because he's probably not going to turn the ball over three times against Dallas's defense. Yeah, there's a possibility for that. I, I still think Dallas is going to make fewer mistakes. Turn over three times to Atlanta. But I also think this. I think when they play the Bengals, a lack of a pass rush makes it so Joe Burrow can be really successful and the Bengals, as A.J. Green decided he wanted to show up this last weekend <laughs> with Tyler Boyd, Joe Mixon, I think they could just outscore the Cowboys. Yeah, they probably could. I mean, I'll we didn't see Andy Dalton go out there and put up 35, 40 points. Yeah, I, mean, I know you're an Andy Dalton fan, but we got to yeah, see a little something. From I'm you. a huge Andy Dalton fan. And actually, if the Bengals are still sitting at one win when they play the Cowboys, I may cheer for the Cowboys just because I want <laughs> Zach Taylor fired because he's an idiot. 
Now, let me ask you this. You said there's a report now out there from NFL Network's James Slater that there's there are already players who are getting a staff. Is there any way that Mike McCarthy gets fired at some point, either after this year or before the start of next season? Mike McCarthy? I was expecting that question to be asked about the Bengals coach. But um, I don't know. I mean, he's got the excuse of everybody hurt. And really, when you look at it, the downfall of this organization is spending all their money on three guys. You know, it's like yeah, that's why I mean, we, that Prescott right now is better than Andy Dalton, but is it worth the extra $30 million you could have put in your defense? Yeah, I mean, we talked about this in the past and playing Dak Prescott, even, the, even with the franchise tag alone, that's a lot of money. You've got it locked up in him, Zeke, Amari Cooper. And the other guy they pay a lot of money to is, is Marcus Lawrence, and he hasn't really come through for them. So you've locked up a lot of guys on huge contracts, and that opens up huge gaps at safety, or even sometimes linebacker, cornerback, defensive tackle. You have holes all over this unit, and it's because you've invested so much time and money into guys who are now hurt. My God, these teams are really bad when you get to 28. I didn't realize the Broncos have won two games. Yeah, neither did I, honestly. That's what I was saying. At the point when you hit when you hit 23 or 24 – that's when everything just, like, crashes down. Yeah, because, damn, that's bad. The Broncos are 28, Washington's 29, Jaguars are 30, Giants 31, Jets 32. I will give you this. I think the Giants are better than the Jaguars. There, I just agreed with you. Uh, I also think this. I think it is kind of ludicrous to have Washington ahead of the Giants when the Giants just beat them. You know what? I totally forgot that happened this week. Not gonna lie. <laughs> you know what? <laughs> honest to God, forgot that happened. But at the same point, I still think I I don't really have much of an excuse for that, honestly. But really, it comes down to the two defenses, though. On those teams, hey, have some pieces there. It's just the offenses are so trash. Even I mean, I would take Kyle Allen over Daniel Jones. I don't know what you would do, but I would take Kyle Allen over Jones at the very least. I'll just take Joe Burrow. Um, if we look at this. Adam Gase is going to be fired, right? Oh, yeah. Joe Judge is safe. Doug Marone's going to be fired, right? Yeah, he's got to be. Rivera's safe because it's his first year. Broncos, Fangio's gone. Agreed? Yeah, he should be. Cincinnati, I think that Zach Taylor will be gone. And, I mean, he should be gone. We've talked about this multiple times. We said he needs to go. But whether that actually happens or not, I mean, well, you I know the tell you ownership. What? I mean, Geno Atkins, Carlos Dunlap, both upset. Dunlap needs to play better before he can get upset. But from the talk I hear in the locker room, and I do know some of the Bengals personally, they're not happy. They think he's in over his head. And there's about to be a huge revolt in Cincinnati if they don't turn things around quickly. Um, Minnesota, I think Mike Zimmer's out of there. I hope he's out of there because then I think he becomes the Bengals coach. I think there's no way in hell the Atlanta Falcons retain Raheem Morris. If they do, you're in trouble there. Um, Matt Patricia's got to be gone in Detroit. McCarthy is probably safe. How about the Chargers head coach, Anthony Lynn? Yeah, that's one of the questions I was also going to have. Because really, I mean, at 1-4, you have to start saying, when was the last time they had a really successful season? It was, I think, two years ago, like 2018, they had a 10-win year or 12-win year. And other than that, they haven't made the playoffs under him. This is his fifth season. So you're going to have one playoff year in five seasons – or four seasons, sorry, as a head coach of the Chargers. So to me, 
He's on the hot seat. I might give him one more year because of Justin Herbert, and that's sometimes an excuse coaches use. They have a young quarterback. I would probably give him one more year. I don't think he's a horrible head coach. I just don't know if it's going to work out here in, in Los Angeles. Yeah, I think if they can get to like six wins with Justin Herbert looking good, I think he'll get another chance. Houston Texans, I think Romeo Cornell will be gone. Agreed? Oh, yeah, he's got to be. I mean, they got to go find someone new. All right. I think everybody else on this list is pretty safe. I would say the guy in most danger to me would be Frank Reich if the Colts were just to trash and go 6-10. and 10, But I think he's probably safe. I really, every other team here, I think they got the coach they're going to have for a while. So when you go through your rankings, I really think the first, I think the first 20 teams are safe. I think after that, you got one. I really believe by the time this year is over, if you look at who the coaches are now at these teams, I think you will have seven guys, eight guys lose their job before the rest of the season ends or by the end of this season. We named off eight or nine teams right there alone. And let me ask you, because I know, I know you like Matt Nagy, but – Hypothetically, if the Chicago Bears miss the playoffs this year somehow, they end up with seven wins and they only won two more games the rest of the year. Does Matt Nagy get fired? Oh, yeah, you get fired if you only win two games the rest of the year when you start off five and one and you're coming off a bad year before. So, yeah, I don't expect that to happen just because defensively they're going to be in most games. And I'll tell you this, I don't think that it is beyond comprehension that they could win this division. No, no, it's not. After what we saw what happened with Green Bay this past weekend, I mean, think about the defense against of Tampa Bay, how they destroyed Green Bay. Don't they have something a little bit similar in Chicago? That's what I'm thinking right now. They have a defense that's supposedly so dominant, especially up front with Coyle Mack. If you could disrupt Aaron Rodgers the way Tampa Bay did, I mean, you can see a situation where Chicago might actually win this division. My issue, though, is we could see that happen, but do I really believe it will happen? No, I really don't. That's why I have them below 10. I believe it could happen. I, I don't believe the pass. If the Bears had a legit running game, I would actually pick them to win the division. But I don't think they do. I think they probably end up ten and six, eleven and five, and the Packers probably end up 12, 12 and four, thirteen and three. But it doesn't change the fact that neither one of them are going to the Super Bowl. No, I don't think so. I mean, if I had to give a a pick for the Super Bowl, I would lean towards the Green Bay Packers for Aaron Rodgers in between those two teams just because of Aaron Rodgers. But really, that's those two at this point. They're not in my top four. They're not in my top five. I think mean, that's telling where I think they are in the league at this, at this time. They're really not one of those best teams, not one of the tier one teams. Yeah. But all right, Sam, what do we got tomorrow? We've got a classic matchup on Thursday Night Football. You want to talk about it? Yeah, we get – the New York Giants versus the Philadelphia Eagles. And it's kind of sad because we always talk about Thursday night football games are basically meaningless because they're always between two bad teams. Well, they're between two bad teams, but this week we actually get some meaningful football because the Philadelphia Eagles and New York Giants are so close to the division lead right now. I think they're both only one game out, right? They're yeah. right there. So, I mean, and Philadelphia's only half a game out. Philadelphia will take the division lead by half a game if they win tomorrow night. So this is All actually right. meaningful football. So we will – Preview that game. I don't know how meaningful it is, but we will preview that game. 
We'll come up with some NFL news to talk about. Make sure you check us out on Rockfin also, where you'll get some exclusive content on Rockfin. You can sign up for a free account there. Um, you would have to pay if you want the premium content, but it's $9.99 a month and you get thousands of different creators. And unlike YouTube, it's not censored, which is always a good thing because, of course, you get censored on YouTube. Bastards. But uh, make sure you sec check out Sam Teets' article. And most importantly, make sure you check out our sponsor, Manscaped, <laughs> because your ball will thank you. I'm going to find out later today if my balls will thank me, and I will report back to you tomorrow, Sam. I know you're excited about hearing about it. And <laughs> here we go, because Shiny Foreskin said yes. So, Shiny Foreskin, if you have any experience with Manscaped, and if that's why they call you Shiny Foreskin, foreskin let us know, because then I won't be so reticent to shave my junk. <laughs> And remember, use promo code TGT20 on your first order to get some extra money off. Yep, you can get 20% off. So make sure you check that out. Make sure you go check us out on GoFundMe. You can hear all of our podcasts on iHeartRadio, iTunes, TuneIn, Spreaker, Stitcher, Spotify. You can hear us live daily on YouTube Live, Twitch, Periscope. We'll be back on Facebook Live when they decide to, you know, don't allow us back on which I think you can find it on my actual personal Facebook channel or page, but they won't let us share it right now because we've obviously done something bad, but nobody can tell us what it is. And I really want to thank Shiny Foreskin for listening in and for having like maybe the most badass name of anybody we've taken a comment from, Sam. It's certainly it's gotta be up there, right? I mean, we <laughs> we might yeah. have had a couple of interesting ones over the over the last few months, but this is probably the best. Yeah, and if Shiny Foreskin ever wants to come on and talk about Manscaped, he's more than welcome. <laughs> oh, but, all right, so make sure you check us out on Rockfin for exclusive content. But for now, for Sam Teets, I'm Mike Goodpastor. You've been listening to The Grueling Truth, where your balls will thank you. You can't control what's outside your home, but you can control what comes in. Because Clorox disinfecting wipes kill 99.9% .9 of viruses and bacteria, including COVID-19 virus, when used as directed on hard, non-porous surfaces. So whether it's from dirty doorknobs, dirty shoes, or something else, outside germs won't stand a chance. When it counts, trust Clorox. Kill Pseudomonas, Salmonella, and Influenza virus type A2. Kill SARS-CoV-2 on hard, non-porous surfaces. Use as directed. Ziplining across a vast valley, roasting s'mores beside the lake, whitewater rafting, relaxing beside an ocean view pool. Well, trying to at least. There are lots of great things to dream about doing in South Carolina. So when you're ready to visit, South Carolina is ready to make those dreams a reality. From a classic road trip to a relaxing weekend getaway, South Carolina is open for discovery. Start planning today at discoversouthcarolina.com.